everyone and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. Have you ever had that moment where you thought everyone else had it together except for you and you just kept thinking no matter what you did, you weren't good enough? Well, my next guest, Clarissa, is going to help us with that. So let's take a moment out and I'll be right back with Clarissa. So guys, like I was saying, I have Clarissa Burt. And you guys are probably wondering like what in the world, right? But we're all dealing with a lot now since we couldn't go into the out. And one of the things that Clarissa deals with is the SE, you know, that word that we don't like to talk about on here, but we've got to deal with it because we haven't been dealing with it. Self-esteem. So Clarissa, please introduce yourself to my listeners. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great of you to have me on, Queen. I really appreciate it. And you're right. I mean, people, it's a touchy subject. People really don't like taking deeper dives, you know, uh, into their self-esteem, how they're feeling, how they're relating to themselves, how they're relating to the world, and certainly how people are relating after these two years of massive change. Uh, You know, I, I like to, you know, I don't like to underline, but it's important to say these last two years have been years of loss, loss of hope loss of faith, loss of family, loss of uh, jobs, loss, it's just been kind of loss of friends, just loss, you know, Um, loss of freedoms, the freedoms that we all, you know, so, so love and and adore. And it's been just, now for me and for many, obviously we weren't allowed to go out. So it also meant I was able to be in front of my computer more. I was able to, you know, not, there was not, not so many bright, shiny objects all over the place, but I could, I could, you know, I could sit down, get the book done. And that's really an important thing. But I'm, you know, I'm in media queen. So I, am, you know, I'm on TV, I've got, you know, podcast, digital magazine. So I talk to a lot of people all the time. And, you know, there was this just resounding sadness and depression and demotivation and, and loss, as I said, of hope and who are we and where are we going and all of that stuff. So I figured that the self-esteem regime was, you know, a book that I have been talking about writing for a very long time. Well, we made it happen. I got a ghostwriter who, you know, was really captured my voice beautifully. I don't have the time to sit down and write the book, but I went to his house three times. I live in Phoenix and I went up to Connecticut and I met him twice in New York City to take and just kind of dump on him all the stuff that I wanted to get into this book. The book is comprised of 12 different chapters. They all begin with a re-word. And the very first chapter is release release. What are we holding on to? What do we need to get rid of? Where are those, you know, self-limiting beliefs? You know what they are. You know darn well what they are. And you've been hanging on to them and and, and just letting them run your life. Uh, And and I I guarantee you there's not anybody listening in some way, shape or form that A, has got, you know, a problem with self-esteem somewhere along the line. And B, who's not living in fear somewhere. What are you afraid of? Right, right. And I think that's the thing is, I I absolutely loved when you contacted me because we always feel like, 
and I'm saying we using the royal we we always feel like we're the only one yeah I don't want to I don't want to you know admit my flaws I don't want to show anyone my vulnerability because I'm the only one like this why is no one else like this and that's not true yeah. So it's so I typical of the alpha female too, by the way. The ones really? that are running the world. Oh yeah. It's the ones that are running the world are usually the ones that are questioning themselves the most because they're doing the most and they're making a, a huge impact. And they and some of them and many of them feel like fraud, like they're a fraud or that they're not good enough. You know, the whole I'm not good enough thing is 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 pretty resounding all around the world especially with women and by the way the book is meant for guys as well because certainly i've spoken to enough guys going well don't forget about us because we're like <laughs> like we're in the same swimming pool with all y'all and i'm like okay great uh but you know uh women are especially this it seems to me the stronger they are, uh, the, the, you know, I say many times, you know, I'm only as strong as I am fragile. Um, right. Because we all have our fragilities, right? We're, again, I, I love going back to the word fear. Fear is just so, it just, it, it, I know that in my life, it has absolutely uh, anesthetized me more than once. I mean, I right, have right. frozen by fear on more than one occasion. And there's a tough one. That's a tough one to get over. But I will tell you, by picking up this book and going through those 12 steps, it's kind of like a 12-step program for uh, living a better life. Um, uh, and it's just all about, you know, the different steps you need to take in bite-sized chapters with case studies, affirmations, there's a clarion call, Clarissa's Corner, uh, the reviews that we do, there's journaling that goes on, there's mirror work in there, there's all kinds of tools and resources that are go-tos that will really help you. And by the way, Queen, remember, when you start taking a deeper dive into yourself uh, this way, it's not always going to be easy and some of it's going to be uncomfortable. Oh, let me tell you something. I did mirror work for the first time a couple of years ago. And I was literally in the mirror crying. Mm -hmm. And all I had to do was forgive myself. And you would have thought that I thought I was the most horrible person in the world. Yeah. 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 Oh, I know all about that. Yep. So that's against. So you just, you know, you just underlined again uh, and verified just how important. And I think the mirror therapy, you know, when you're, when you're looking at yourself in the mirror going, I love you. I forgive you. You're, you know, you're a great person. You know, all the stuff, the, all the affirmations that you either, you know, you can read my affirmations in the book or you can <clears throat> certainly create your own, but I'll tell you, man, it's just like some of the, it's deep, it's deep work. And by the way, don't forget that <clears throat> nothing will change until you take the deeper dive. You know, if you think you're going to skim your way through this book and not do the work, well then, okay, then that's your experience of the book. But if you really want to see life altering change in you right. and around, here's another really tough one. The tribe that you grew up with, the tribe that you grew up in and around Ooh. and yeah, yeah. And their, their thinking, uh, their ways of thinking, their limiting beliefs that they passed on to you. And now you're ready to take the deeper dive, do the heavy work, all that heavy lifting and boom, now you've got to move on. You've got to move away. You've got to create the space. You've got to, you know, you, you're going to have to, you're going to hurt some feelings. You are going to hurt some feelings and you've got to be ready for that. You've got to be able to make the move, make the space uh, while you're living your truth 
and not hurting anyone else's feelings. So there's right. kind of, yeah, a little bit of, a, a little bit of fancy footwork going on there, but it absolutely can be done. And, you know, I mean, we all go back to family for a million other occasions, for holidays, for birthdays, for, you know, Christmas, whatever it is, phone calls, Zoom calls, and we're so easily sucked back into their vibe. Right, right. And, and yeah, I think that's, to do. yeah, I think that is one of the hardest things. And I come across people all the time where family is the largest obstacle. Why is that? Well, because they, first of all, they birthed us, they brought us up, they gave us food, they gave us shelter. They, you know, they were our first go to whenever we needed some help, support, and guidance on the mo- for the most part. Not everyone can say they had that kind of family. And by the way, should you not have had that kind of family, there's a part in the book that I talk about creating your own support systems. And this is what I have done frequently along the, the way is to have created, you know, mini capsules, you know, ar- around me that float my boat, that do support me. It's one of the reasons I created my own mastermind. Believe it or not, I created a mastermind that, so that I could have another family. And we get together, 18 women, we get together and, and they love the safe space that we've created for one another. And there's another way that you can create, you know, your own support system. And there are plenty other ways of, of, of you know, it could be your church. I mean, it could be, you know, a sorority. It could be, there are many other ways that you can create friendships, new friendships, certainly with social now, I mean, you can create friendships all day long. Meetup.com, another great way to get into different clubs and organizations. Right, right. Other ways of finding, you know, like-minded people um, that can be, you can befriend and that can be supportive to you. So it's it's really important. I found along the way that relationships are so extremely important. That you know, you can you can be at a lone island for a certain amount of your life or a certain amount of time or a certain portion of your day, but certainly not forever because that's not how we're hardwired. And I think that's one of the things that we don't realize. And that's why quarantine and everything was so hard on us because we aren't hardwired to be alone. Yep. And a lot of the, now correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the interactions that we may not have been getting at home we were getting from work, we were getting from going out and visiting people. And now we did not have that. Yeah. Being at home was very difficult, especially because I also, uh, I collaborate with an organization called domesticshelters.org and I have media groups. So I was getting out a public service announcement for them every couple of weeks. We would go, we would go live on, um, on my different platforms, excuse me, so we could let women know that were at home with the abuser because the abuser wasn't getting up and going to work anymore. So now they're like 24 seven in the house together. So that's not good. Uh, so letting them know that there are other ways of, you know, of getting the help that they needed, uh, certainly through, uh, the website, which is amazing, certainly, uh, through their newsletter, which is extraordinary. Uh, but they have grown to about over, I think about 3,200, uh, shelters here in the United States starting, wow. up, yeah, starting up also in Canada and so these are shelters all over the U.S. that take in women and children uh, on a moment's notice. Uh, so really cool stuff, stuff I love to support. And um, yeah, being at home could have been, in that sense, obviously, and in those occasions could have been you know, pretty detrimental to your, 
health. Uh, and uh, it could have, you know, you never know what's going to happen because you hear about domestic violence and domestic deaths all too, all too often. Right, much right. We should. Uh, and, um, and so, yeah, being at home like that, staying at home alone was also, I mean, you know, you see that the, the rise in suicides, the rise, rise in depression, the rise right. in anxiety. Uh, and that's why I'm saying it's really important right now to have a good, strong sense of self. And I'm not trying to hawk a book and I'm not trying to push it, but I'm saying if you pick up a book like the self-esteem regime and you do the work in the chapters, it's, first of all, it's like a rah-rah session. It's definitely a warm embrace. Uh, and certainly there are other women that are reading this book that, you know, you uh, can become connected to through social because we put it out as in, so as in social or onto social as different hashtags. So each chapter lives as a hashtag. Tag, and you can definitely go on, you know, I'm having a problem with this chapter or whatever it is. You can find other people, and certainly you can always find me because uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm more than happy to. I, you know, for me, Queen, this is, this is, this is not a manual. This is a mission. Ah, okay. It's a mission and it's a movement because I'm very passionate about the position and condition of women. And I really would love if every woman in the world could live in happy healthy self-esteem now i understand that there are women that live in countries that are very oppressed and that absolutely breaks my heart so you know let's continue uh, let's con that that is another reason why we that live in countries like the united states or canada where we can live freely as women owe it to our if not to ourselves we owe it to the ones that are not as far as advanced as we are to be living in our greatest good in our greatest truth so that we might be able to tend an arm or a hand back to them and help them one day In your book, you mention the four pillars of self-esteem, yes. in your opinion. What yes. are those pillars? So, it, you know, every chair needs four legs. And I really believe that good, happy, strong, health, health, uh, healthy self-esteem stands on those four legs, which are, I call them columns. It's look good, feel good, be good and greater good. So look good, we know what that is. We know when we're looking good, whatever that means for us. Makeup, no makeup, dresses, pants, shorts, jeans, whatever that is that you know when you're walking out the door, you're feeling pretty special. You know that that's, that's, that's your, your happy place. Right, right. I'm not here to judge it. You gotta be feeling 100%, you know. Uh, I'm gonna use the word fly for lack of a better word, but you gotta be feeling pretty great about yourself and what, you know, way you look. Uh, uh, so it's look good, feel good. Diet, exercise, nutrition. Diet, exercise, healthy nutrition. You know, because it's all connected. We know that it's all connected. Right, so it's all right. Connected to head, head is connected to spirit. And there's all kinds of fun stuff happening around there. I am not a doctor, so I can't go too deeply into how, uh, how passionate I am about, you know, making sure that you are eating right sleeping the hours you need to sleep, that you take the care for self-care, that you are taking, you know, luxuries best, that you can throw in some Epsom salts, like all the fun stuff. I'm a big proponent of essential oils. I love them. I diffuse them. I use them in my cosmetics that I make in my kitchen. I love all those things. So the absolute idea of feeling good and making sure that everything, another one, you know, another thing that I do is I put on just lovely, really pretty, soft, like chill music, lounge music. Right. In the background, when I'm working, there's an auditory, an auditory, uh, auditory sense that comes in and just, it just chills me out. My you know, essential oils are diffusing and, you know, all of those things that help us feel good. 
be good. What are you thinking? What are you learning? Where is your education coming from? Who are you believing? Mm. Okay. So the be good portion is all about being the best that you can be keeping a, for example, something silly that I do. I think I'm I probably four or five different newsletters that I get every day from dictionary.com or collierdictionary.com or webstersdictionary.com. And I get these newsletters every morning and they just give me a new, a new word every day. That's all it is. I learn okay. a new word every day. Some words I already know, some words I've never heard of before. And so I absolutely love the idea of uh, improving on my vocabulary, you know, sort of augmenting, you know, where I, from where I was yesterday, maybe I'll be able to use a new word today. I love that because it makes me feel as though I'm progressing in some way, shape or form with my education. And, and I think that the, the more that we can uh, colloquiate, which means talk with people um, and sound educated, sound solid, sound like, you know, there's another word to use except awesome. Right, there's a million right. words that we can use except awesome. So I like the idea of being able to, to you know, to stand strong in the stead of being able to sound intelligent. I probably sound crazy right now, but I really do try. <laughs> no, um, you're fine. <laughs> to, use, to use, you know, just to use fancier words. I'm not trying to impress anyone, but I am trying to educate myself and forward uh, in a forward, uh, you know, in a forward uh, motion, a forward way. Right. So, okay. You started out and you said, okay, we're going to work on self-esteem. What made you decide that I have to write this down for people? Because I saw too many women that were not living in their, their greatest lives. They weren't living in their greatest good. Um, I lived, you know, my, my mother was a beautiful woman. Hey, I didn't, couldn't take her picture, couldn't take her picture. Oh, don't take a picture. I'm, you know, I'm this, I'm that, and the other thing. Well, gee, mom, you're a lovely lady. I don't know why we can't take a picture of you. My grandmother was just as beautiful. My grandmother was a stunningly beautiful woman when she was younger. But she felt as though she needed to lose weight. She did not. And she wound up, you know, taking some diet pills that she choked on. They went sideways, perforated her esophagus, and she was in the hospital for six weeks. So, you know, these, these kinds of things that I saw in my youth, you know, women that were not. And remember, I grew up in the 60s. You know, I'm 60, almost 63. So I, I grew up in the 60s and the 70s when women's lives. Wait, just, wait, hold up. You're what? Yeah. Yeah. You look oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is follow the book. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. But um, the idea is that my, they, they, um, the sixties and the seventies was really sort of the, you know, the, the, the liberating women's movements were just starting to happen and women were starting to wear pants and it was a big deal. My grandmother got her ears pierced. It was like, Whoa, grandma, you're like really hip now. It was just this whole different thing. The way women used to be. And that's where I grew up. So I saw a lot of oppression. I could have seen a lot more. She could, had it been born before. But in the years that I was born, I saw a lot of oppression happening. Then I went and I became a model. And I was known as one, you know, one of the top supermodels in the world in the 1980s. I lived in Italy. I came home with, you know, Vogue covers and Harper's Bazaar covers and Cosmopolitan covers. Right, My right. face. Yeah, my face was on, you know, uh, beauty campaigns all over the world. And I was working with some of the most beautiful women on the planet. 
And I could see that they were, you know, they were like lost in drugs or they were lost in toxic relationships or they were, they were living in dark, deep, dark, not all, don't get me wrong. I'm right, saying, not all of them, not all of them. Of course not. I'm, that would be a generalization. And I'm saying, but I saw women that I sat back and looked at from across the room and went, gosh, I wonder what she's got everything. So many women would love to be in her position. She's tall and thin and beautiful. She's traveling the world. She's meeting the, you know, princes, you know, popes and, and presidents. I mean, she's, she's really a lucky gal. Why is she then, you know, treating herself so poorly right. uh, or, or living in toxicity? Let's just leave it at that so that it's sort of, you know, all encompassing. Right, right. Okay. But, but she, you know, and there they were one, you know, kind of one after another, after another. And I traveled a lot. So I was in many different cities and countries, but I, I thought to myself, gosh, there's really kind of like a common denominator here. You know, it, the woman doesn't have to be extraordinarily beautiful. She doesn't have to be supermodel material. She can be, you know, you know, Jane Lane living next door. And everybody is, you know, pretty, I, I'm starting to pick up that everybody thinks that they're just not good enough. Right, and I still right. got over the word, I am good. I, you know, it, it, uh, there's, you know, we've all heard, I am good enough. I am good enough. I am enough. I am enough. I, I, you are so much more than enough. And I want that to sink in a minute because enough to me is limiting. That is a limiting mm. belief in itself. You know what? We don't even think about that, that just saying I am enough limits you. That is right. Wow. It is, it is all limiting. I am enough. It is, I am so much more than enough. I am limitless. I am unstoppable. I am, I am, you know, whatever it is you want to believe, God's light, the divine universe source, whatever it floats your boat, go there, but stop saying I'm enough please. Mm, wow. 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 And I think one of the things now that you're saying that is because we're coming in with the limit, even if we believe we're enough, but we walk into a place and now we have people chipping at that away at that just enough. Yeah. And this is where we begin to lose it. Absolutely. Because let me tell you something. We are going to have some self-esteem issues. Everybody's going to have them. And they, they could be big, small, or really like huge, whatever it is. But I can't stand by and watch women demean themselves. I can't stand by and watch them deface themselves. I don't want to stand by and watch them live their lives for someone else, i.e. a relationship, a guy, a husband, a boyfriend, right. uh, and, and not and not believe that they really can achieve pretty much everything, pretty much anything. And let me stop when I say, you know, this whole, I can do anything. Well, all right, that's going to depend on how old you are. Because I'm pretty sure NASA is not going to pick me up tomorrow and send me to the moon by next month. Pretty sure that's <laughs> not going to happen. Okay. You know what I mean? I, you know, let's yeah, be- yeah. Yeah. They're picking on more people. And I know William Shatner just went up there and I don't know who the heck the next one. Is. Okay, great. But I'm probably not going to be a part of the next Apollo mission or whatever the hell they're calling them now. You know, I'm just not. So I can be many things, many, many things. And I'm not saying it's impossible that NASA wouldn't pick me up, but improbable. Okay. Right. So do what you are, know where your strengths are. Are. People say, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know who I am. Yeah. Think hard. There's something in there you really kind of like a little bit more than everything else. There's something. Is it art? 
you know, is it cooking in the kitchen? Is it, there's something that you are to, meant to do on the face of this earth while you're here. Something. Right, right. So when the people, when I, people come to me and say, just, I just don't know. I, I, you, but you do. And I'm going to sit here until you cough it up. Right. Because a regime, that, yeah. a, a regime, Go ahead. a regime is an organized way of doing things. Okay. That's all that means. And so right. the book is, a, it's an organizational plan so that we, we can pull out the best you by the last chapter. But it also means, can we just stop? dinking around now and just put on your big girl panties and let's right. do this right you know no more excuses no more excuses we don't know how many tomorrows we're gonna have we don't and the one thing that i think always stuck out to me was because when you brought up your mother and your grandmother and there was this ideology that you either had to pick being a mother and a wife or a career, but you couldn't do both. both. Back in the day, yeah. Now my mother, my, my it was funny because my mother did both, and she, you know, pretty much straight out of the gate. But that was when I was already twelve, so we were talking about nineteen seventy one, right? Right. Um, my grandmother, however, both of my grandmothers stayed at home, took care of the family, took care of the home, took care of the man, took care of all of that. When my and both of them later in life did get jobs. It was in the 60s, 70s, but they did. My grandmother used to, my one grandmother, I don't know if you remember, you've probably seen them in the movies where they used to work what was called a switchboard. And it was where all those holes are in the wall. And then they right. take, my one grandmother, grandmother Rita did that. And then my grandmother Clarissa went and worked at Wanamaker's, which is a huge retail store in, in Philadelphia, much like a Macy. Well, actually Macy's did take it over. Um, so she worked retail and it was kind of like, you know, wow, that was the first time as a kid I was able to say, wow, okay, well, things can change and they don't have to stay the same, you know? Right. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's so awesome. That's so yeah. awesome. It was fun. So, you know, we always worry about people that have low self-esteem. Is there anyone that you would say has perfect self-esteem? Never. Not one day, not one minute. No, there are people that are narcissists, but narcissists are also the most insecure of all. Uh, people really? that, are, yeah, the egotists are the most insecure of all. I would, I, I, I would venture to, uh, to say because they're the ones that constantly have to have the, um, the affirmations and the, um, the congratulations and the audiences. They, they need constant uh, reinforcement. Um, and, uh, as opposed to just sitting back and letting it be and just being you and be, you have to be okay with you. You have to love you. And that's what right. this whole thing is about. Again, if your, if your self-esteem is not intact by the time your feet hit the ground in the morning, um, you're probably going to have an issue with yourself or an issue with another relationship in your life. Something is going to trigger something in you or someone will trigger something in you by saying something or doing something or not validating you or whatever it is. So you have to have a very, very strong sense of self and be immovable, not impossibly immovable, but in, in a really, again, I'm gonna use the, the, the phrase strong in your stead, in your place, in your rooting of your two feet and let and, and in letting others know here's another one that i don't want to forget while i'm talking to you and that's boundaries 
Oh, you want to talk about triggering the B word. Yeah. Yeah. When you talk about uh, boundaries, you are definitely going to start triggering people because this is how you teach people how you want to be treated, what you will and will not accept. And that's a hard one because I've just been through this recently um, I, where I, I had a relationship in my life. I was just so madly in love. And you know how we get when we are. Yeah. Um, we sort of, you know, kind of let things slide a little bit and go, well, I'll close one eye and pretend I didn't see the, you know, or, you know, right. well, we're just learning about each other and let's give it a go and say, but I, you know, it came to a point where I really just had to shut it down, break my, broke my heart. But I had to shut it down because I was not living my full on potential. I can't be walking the walk and not talk, talking the talk and not walking the walk, Queen. I have right. to be, I have to make sure that. So I shut it all down. I thought I was going to die from the pain. Um, and wow. yeah, absolutely. But I did. I did it and it still hurts, but I know because I, in some way, shape or form, I still miss this person and I still love this person and I wish him all the best. But I was living so unhappily, uh, wanting to love him and make it right that I was becoming miserable and all the boundaries in the world weren't going to change that reality. Mm. So I had to walk away. I did. I had to walk away. And, and so as I've said before, a lot of this work is not going to be easy and you're probably going to feel some discomfort if not just straight up pain but i know that i am living a greater good for me i know that i'm living a happier uh life knowing that i am more than enough right wow that is that is wow and and i think you know one of the things is again thinking that we're the only one that goes through this thinking that, you know, and one of the things is, I think we never really, we learn to ask the question about setting boundaries, Yes. but you said something that was, that really resonated, which is what do you do when the boundaries aren't working? Mm-hmm. Oh, they work. Oh, they will work. It's it, if you set a boundary and you say, I will, that, that is not okay. Or that, and by the way, boundary setting doesn't have to be coming from an angry place. Right. None of what I'm not, none of what I'm proposing or what I'm teaching or what I'm training in the book, sorry, comes from a, an angry place. Right. A boundary, a boundary is a boundary. I have decided that it's not okay for you to raise your voice. Right. Because I know how it makes me feel and it scares me and it makes me feel uncomfortable. And I'm talking to myself now and it makes me feel whatever. Make your list. Why is it not okay that you be in a relationship where somebody raises their voice? Whatever it is for you. I'm going right. to go with that example because I think that example kind of works for everyone. It's not okay. And so right, right. someone raises their voice to you, you're going to say in a very quiet way, would you mind not raising your voice because it makes me feel this way, that way, and the other way. And you're either going to have somebody scream back at you and raise their voice louder, or you're going to have somebody that says, geez, oh, I'm gosh, oh, oh you're, I'm so sorry. Right. Absolutely right. I, I let it get away with me. I won't, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll be mindful and I won't, and it won't happen again. Well, what do you do when it happens again? Mm. Listen, listen, 
please. I've already asked you not to do that because of how it makes me. Yeah, I know, but you make me so mad. I understand, but can we bring it down? Can we talk in an adult tone now? Can we keep it at a, you know, at an audible level that's acceptable, you know, to my eardrums? Because like, I can't, I, I cannot have a conversation with you if you're doing, if you're yelling like that. If it happens a third time, then they have absolutely just decided not to respect you or your boundaries. That's on you if you decide to stay with that person then. And when you get up and leave that person, he's probably or she's probably going to yell and scream even more and even more. But let them yell and scream as you as you're, you know, as you're, you know, moving farther and farther away. And then at a certain point, you won't hear them anymore. Not the wow. easiest thing to do, but it's a boundary that that is set, which means please respect this boundary. Right. And that that's an example sense. that I use, but it could be used for many, 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 many things, boundaries. And again, I didn't have to get angry. I didn't have to raise my voice. I kept it very calm and I asked, please. And I explained why. And that is open and honest adult communication. So if you're not dealing with another adult, you might be dealing with someone else's inner child. Well, if you're dealing with their inner Ooh. child, I, I can only give you so many bottles and I can only change your diapers so many times. Until at a certain point, I know that that inner child should be on its way to good, sustainable growth. Because, you know, maybe you're learning from me or I've suggested a couple of books you might want to read or taken a couple of courses or classes or maybe an anger management class. Like this is a case scenario, so bear with me. But this can be used in many different ways. If at the end of the day, this person cannot make those changes, it's time for you to move on. And believe me when I tell you, and you know also, Queen, it's not easy moving on. But I don't want to be yelled at and screamed at ever. So moving yeah, on. It makes sense. It makes sense. So you talk about living in a constant state of gratitude. Yes. What yes. is that about? Well, you know, isn't it, isn't it, wouldn't you say that it's true that if you're living all uh, your life thinking about all the wonderful things that you are and all the wonderful things that you do and all the wonderful things that you give and all the wonderful things that surround you, uh, that you're probably going to be living a pretty, in a pretty happy place in space, right? You want to be, you want to be, you know, rising up. You want to be rising, not only uh, leveling up for you, but for those around you. Now, it's not always possible because life is life and things will trigger us and we're you're human and we're not perfect. But if you can get up in the morning and say, God dang, I'm, thank you God so much for a warm, comfortable bed. And thank you for those blankets. And thank you for the roof that, you know, over my head because it stormed like crazy last night and I didn't feel one drop. And you pad out to the kitchen and you get your hot coffee and you've got food in the refrigerator and you have a lovely breakfast and all of those things, these are all things that we take for granted every day, but golly, you know, I've traveled, I've, been, I've had the luxury to travel the world and I've seen people that don't have those things. And I've been to Africa and I've been to India and I've been to many places that don't have the same luxuries that we do. Right. We don't have the, you know, and we're, all, and all we do is bitch and moan and complain and yeah, that's all we, no, wait a minute, hold on. You know, my life isn't perfect, but I do see the good and the glory and the things that that I have and that I have created and the things that you know the universe is sending to me and and just the littlest things. Just the littlest things now are I mean really truly write them down. What do you have I, I, I got my health. 
God, I mean, shall we go any further than just my health? You know, I mean, I've got yeah. two, I've got two eyes to see. You know, I, I, after COVID, I can't taste or smell anything. But the, all right, I've got yeah. Anyway, I can hear and I can see. <laughs> I can still touch. Um, I'd like to be able to get my taste and my hearing back. I mean, yeah, my uh, uh, my smell back. But we'll work on that slowly. But if you can continue to say thank you, and even for hard lessons. And that's what I'm learning right now. Mm. Even for the harder lessons, the ones that are the most painful, I, I have to say thank you for the lesson that I just learned. And that is I started to go down a path for a man that I loved that I knew was, was not me living in 100%. I wanted to be living in 80%, 85% integrity, but it wasn't 100% integrity with myself. Ooh, okay, okay. You know, and so even those 10, 15, you know, at 10, 15 percent, it's always like in the back of my head every day going, now, am I waiting for perfection? No. Was he also human and not perfect and, you know, on his learning? Yeah, I wanted to kind of see if I could. But when it came to a point where um, I was betrayed, or I felt betrayed, or, um, you know, he was not honoring me. I, you know, I like to think of myself as a woman of honor. Okay. I don't lie. I don't cheat. I don't steal. Integrity is important to me. Honesty is everything. Um, and so I like that. I like feeling as though I'm a woman of honor. And I like the idea that writing the book that I wrote will help other people feel that way too. Because what have we got if we don't have ourselves, our honor, our word, our word is the most important thing we'll ever give to someone. Right. It is. I it give, is. I give, you, I give you my word, queen, that I am going to be there on that day at that time. And I'm going to give you the best interview that I possibly can. You know, I give you my word. It's the most important thing. And then you can give somebody, you know, your love and your heart. But if you well, well, let's just say giving your heart to someone, you know, you have taken, if you, if you are in a relationship with someone, you have a responsibility to that other person to be honest. Sorry, you just do. And, and I think that's one thing that we, we often take for granted is that when we, we don't only have, when we're in a relationship, we don't only have a responsibility to ourselves, yep. whether it be a romantic relationship, platonic relationship, yep. or any type of relationship, we do have a responsibility to that other person as well. Absolutely. And that is where true integrity comes in. That's where the honest to God, honesty to the bone and core of who you are comes into play. And that, you know, playing games, what good did that ever do? What good did game playing ever right, do? Right. He just texted me. I'm not going to answer him for two hours. Okay. All right. Why? Because you, so, you know, I, why, why he just texted, you wanted to hear from him. There he is. Answer him for God's sake. What's so hard right, about right. It's all the game playing, you know, no matter who we are. Again, a lot of it comes with the tribe that we come from. Uh, a lot of it comes from the, the people we decide to hang out with. Do we really want to hang out with people that are not also living in integrity? You know, there's an old saying, Queen, you've heard it before, and it goes something like this. Tell me who you uh, your friends are, and I'll tell you who you are. Yes. Yes, exactly. exactly. But you choose them. You choose them. And if they are living in integrity, then, you know, that means you made some great choices. If they're acting like true assholes, then you have made some great choices. And I think one of the things is that we don't realize this when 
And it sounds really crazy, but we sometimes realize it with our friends, yep. but we don't realize it when we join clubs and other affiliations. And yep. it's like, yeah, there's a reason there's a trial period because you want to see if these people are your people or your type right. of people. Absolutely. You know, there's no way a mean girl could be a part of my anywhere near a trial. It just wouldn't happen. A mean girl that has something nasty to say and she's talking behind people's backs. Mm -mm. Right. Nope. Right. Not going to happen. I will not tolerate people doing and or saying nasty things uh, about anyone, really. Um, but usually, you know, certainly within the inner circle, within my mastermind, we're all holding honor, you know, uh, each other up in, in esteem and in honor. Um, you know, there's one, one girl that came into the, to the mastermind that others kind of had a little bit of an issue with, and I could tell their point. I could see why, you know, she was, she was kind of like the odd man out a little bit. And I said to them, guys, you know, I'm, I wrote a book. I just wrote a book about self-esteem. We are working on this book in our mastermind. We, you know, we're rising all ships here. Like wh what kind of a leader would I be if I, if I, you know, odd manned her out and asked her to leave the mastermind. She is right. having, she's the one of all of us that has probably the lowest self-esteem. So what mm. good would it do now if I were to chastise her and kick her out? Right, right. That makes sense. That makes sense. So I think that, you know, sometimes being in, being a leader uh, and being in, in, you know, ahead of the pack means making some tough decisions and not, and they're not always going to be popular. So and true. This is what I mean, Queen, about, you know, the boundaries that you set and standing in your stead and making sure that you are living in integrity. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Wow. This is so awesome. I know you don't really like that word. There are other words that I could use. Oh, no, that's <laughs> fine. I'll take awesome right now. That's great. Thank you. I'll accept it. <laughs> but tell everyone where they can find your book. This, oh my gosh. I, wow. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The self-esteem regime you can find on uh, amazon.com and it's in Barnes and Noble as well. So I've been really having some fun with the uh, book signings at Barnes and Noble and it is on barnesandnoble.com also. So yeah, anywhere where you're getting your books, which basically is only Amazon and Barnes and Noble for the most part, uh, you can definitely get it. And there's the audible book as well. So you can get the audio book at, uh, audible.com or again, over on Amazon, it's all the same thing. Great. So guys, definitely make sure you are checking out the self-esteem regime. So if you want to read it, if you want to listen to it, and guess what? I kind of actually suggest that you do both because there are times when you are reading, but there are times when you're like, it clicks more when you're hearing it. Mm -hmm. So definitely. Clarissa, it has been amazing Thank having you. you on. I love this. Like, I absolutely love this. Thank you so much. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. I look forward to um, to uh, getting the link so I can get this out to all of my newsletter, my social, and everyone yes. else. Okay? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't it amazing to know that you're not the only one. We're not the only ones out there that have some form of esteem issues 
Remember, no one has perfect self-esteem. And make sure you are getting a copy of the self-esteem regime. You can find it anywhere you can get books. But as always, guys, her information will be in the show notes. So, of course, you will not miss a thing. As always, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. Hey everyone, it's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything With Me podcast, and you're listening to CQP Moments with the Coupon Queen Pen. Don't forget to like and subscribe and rate her podcast.